the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Monday, July 30th. Coming up this week in the nation's capital, John and Kathy speak with Greg Cluxton, our SRN White House correspondent. At 435, the topic is Better Angels, training for Republicans and Democrats to hold community-wide conversations aimed at fostering civility. Well, you've come this far, might as well stay. Here's John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Do you hear the weatherman say, watch for flooding in poor drainage areas? Do you know of any poor drainage areas? Uh, that would be my backyard. Oh. <laughs> that would be the okay. old backyard. I mean, that's, that's close. Oh, that homestead there. Yep. A little flooding there in the basement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Happy Monday to you. Thank you. Happy Monday to you Thank as well. You. We had a, we had ourselves a little uh, Sunday extravaganza yesterday. We sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were with uh, all of our uh, friends, our new friends. We didn't know any of them until yesterday. We did not, no. At Christ Community Church at the South Hills. Greetings to you. We want to thank uh, all of them for hosting us yesterday. Yeah. I do believe it was the first time we ever spoke together. At, a, in, at an event? I mean, well, we, I mean, we've done a lot of emceeing. Prayer, breakfast, and things we've like done, that. Well, I mean, we've done a lot of emceeing, but have we ever, like, actually talked somewhere no, together? No, no, we've done so. a lot of talking on our own, but I don't believe we've ever done it yeah. together. It was enjoyable. It was fun. At least for really you and I. Enjoyed I enjoyed it. But then we don't know if it was enjoyable. Yeah, hopefully they liked it. But we had a great time, so thank you to all those people. And also, a great night on Friday. Friday night, uh, the oh, much-anticipated well, faith night at PNC Park. Boy, it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint in any way. Great game, gorgeous weather. Oh, the full weather moon. was perfect. Absolutely. I said, in maybe in the seventh inning, I, t- I was sitting uh, between Mike and John, and I said, "This is the kind of night I dreamed, dreamed about, like in the middle of February." Yeah. Like we when could you're be sick of the weather. Right. We could be sitting outside in short sleeves oh. at PNC Park watching a f- gorgeous game with no, you know. Mittens and, and no frost. clock. It's mm. the greatest thing. It was wonderful. No clock. Yeah, you know, I was surprised. You were talking the other day about uh, baseball, and you were saying it was your favorite sport, which surprised me. I think it's become my favorite really? sport because of the clock. Issue. The clock is a big deal. I guess maybe because so much of our life is around the clock. Mm-hmm. You know, because of what we do. Right. That when I'm in any place that doesn't have a clock, it seems like vacation. Yeah, and that's baseball at four oh seven p.m. On a Monday afternoon. Thanks a lot for reminding me. Just saying, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was a great faith Oh, night. lovely faith Yeah, night. so a walk-off win in the bottom of the ninth. Mm-hmm, of course, it's the mm-hmm. only kind of walk-off you can have as well as in the bottom of the ninth. It was the third inning. What? That'd be a crazy what? thing. It's a rain delay. Rain delay walk-off. <laughs> we're going home. We've had it. Okay, you guys? We're just done. Listen, you knew what I meant. Yeah, I did. Anyway, it was an awesome ending. Uh, the videos posted on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I took a little video. I anticipated a hit. And that's surely what happened. Oh, my gosh. 
You see Mike leaning into the camera, you as well. Everyone's applauding. We, Kenny Woods. Kenny Woods. We didn't need anybody but David Freese, clearly, on Friday night. Five RBIs. This is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then uh, Faith Night, the sixth annual Faith Night, the players come on the field, and here's a clip. This is from Clint Hurdle, right? And I think Clint spoke at the very, very last part of the evening. This is going to be a day where I'm going to tell my kids I'm going to be in heaven, and God's not going to ask me, hey, Clint, how many wins would you have as a manager? It's never going to come up. He says, hey, who'd you bring to me? Who'd you love them? Who'd you share with them? Who'd you give something to me? Your time, your time, your energy? What sacrifice did you make? What'd you do with what I gave you? That's going to be the real question. A little tough to hear, but... He was saying that when he when Clint gets to heaven, God's not going to say, "Hey, how many wins did you have?" Right? Mm-hmm. He's going to say, "Who'd you love on? Who'd mm-hmm. you share with? Who'd, Who'd you, you give bring? to? Right. Who'd you bring along?" Mm-hmm. But Clint's the real deal. Cl- and we are so fortunate to have him here in the city. Every time I hear him speak, and he was on our show on Friday. If yeah. you missed him being with us, first of all, we we love him. We're always thrilled when he's on the show. Um, second of all, you should listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. What he has to say, highly recommend. Is is will be food for your soul. Mm-hmm. It's true. He's a pastor slash manager slash theologian. I said I felt like we were talking to Gandalf. <laughs> right. He does speak in that wise, wizened tone. Absolutely love him. Yeah, so Faith Night. And then uh, and then I think my favorite part of the night was uh, Trevor Williams, who decided, who decided to don the interviewer cap. Trevor Williams is who? Trevor Williams is a pitcher for hmm. the – and by the way, did he pitch a great game Saturday yes, he did. for the Buccos? Um, he wasn't pitching Friday, but he got up and um, he spoke and he interviewed Jordy Mercer and Josh, uh, Harrison. Josh Harrison. And you can hear a bit of it now. Ms. Jordy, uh, how has your faith impacted your role as a I think when you talk about Christ, I think Jay hit on it a little bit earlier, is you think about that official love. And I remember when my oldest was born Maverick, and it's, it's that love that you never felt before. And um, now that I have three, um, I think that's you know the joy of my life. Never loved something like that. It's crazy uh, when you have kids, and just to see my boys grow up. Like after a game, my wife and my boys are there, and no matter if I go four for four or zero for four, they love me no matter what. And I think that brings me more joy than anything. Um, to see our family grow, um, we bring with our kids now. Kind of hard to hear that. That was Jordy Mercer. Yeah. So J- Jordy essentially is saying, now that he's a husband and a father, he's never loved the Lord more in his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I just love Faith Night. It's Superman without his cape and relying on Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. which is super cool. Plus, uh, we got to hear questions from the kids, which is John's favorite part. I, seriously. That is the absolute worst. Everybody <laughs> assembles. Everybody assembles the thousands of people who show Faith Night. What's the first question? What's your favorite dinosaur? I, I got to chime oh, in Are here. you kidding me? I, are you, what's your favorite dinosaur? We're going to... 
All of a sudden, Art Linkletter comes on the stage. We don't assemble at Faith Night to hear about your favorite dinosaur. Come on, John. It's not cute. Come on. It's a time waster for mm-hmm. me. Let's get to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. Not to be a grumpy old man, but I'm telling you, I'll yeah, pay enough does, of that. He does sound like a little bit of a grumpy old man. Yes, I, I am. If you were nine years old and you had an opportunity to ask Roberto Clemente a question, I you wouldn't would totally ask him, do it. I would not ask Roberto Clemente about his favorite dinosaur. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to even think that. You're such a softy, John. No, Gosh, I mean, just... there's a time and a place for everything. Dude. It's not that is not the time to ask about someone's dinosaur. Okay, it's just not. What's your favorite dinosaur? Faith Night. Uh, I don't have one. I do. I have Brontosaurus. Thanks Great, for asking. Fine. I always like to Brontosaurus. We'll to... You know why? Because they have super tiny brains, mm-hmm. and all they do is like eat green things all day. It's just like all day because they're enormous. They have to just eat <laughs> green things over and over and over again, and they really don't think to themselves, "Boy, you know, I'm kind of hungry for something else." You know why? Because their brain's so small. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. That's why I liked it. Thank you for that. All right. So thanks to all of you who uh, came up and met us on Faith Night. Mm-hmm. We had so we had we great conversations so with people. And I have a lot of photographs, which I haven't posted yet, because I'm having still computer problems. Hopefully after tomorrow, my computer problems will be fixed. Okay. And I'll be happy to post that. Hey, but before we take a break, I do want to say the latest on uh, Pastor Andrew Brunson. So please tell us this. Yeah. Uh, so last week, Andrew Brunson, due to poor health, was moved from the prison where he's been serving. Um, in Turkey. In Turkey. And he was moved to house arrest, which we all thought was um, was a really good right. sign. It wasn't, it wasn't the end of his almost 22-month incarceration, um, but it seemed like it was a great ray of hope. And? This article in Town Hall today by Katie Pavlich says that Turkish President Erdogan is refusing to release Christian Pastor Andrew Brunson, who was detained after Erdogan's 2016 power consolidation in his country. This is the latest. They cannot make Turkey back down with sanctions, he told Turkish media. We will not step back. The U.S. should not forget that unless it changes its attitude, it will lose a strong and sincere partner like Turkey. Now, keep in mind, Andrew Brunson is facing a possible 35-year 35-year prison sentence on charges that he helped a group that tried to overthrow the government in 2016. Now, keep in mind, those charges are completely false. Bogus. Completely false. His attorneys and the Trump administration say that he's innocent and a political hostage of Erdogan. Okay, so uh, the president tweeted maybe – well, he was on the 26th, so four days ago – This is a quote. The United States will impose large sanctions on Turkey for their longtime detainment of Pastor Andrew Brunson, a great Christian family man and wonderful human being. He is suffering greatly. This innocent man of faith should be released immediately. So we all very much appreciate um, what the president is saying and doing uh, for the release of Andrew Brunson. Gosh, we just have to continue steadfastly in prayer that this man who has been unfairly detained in such in such a wretched way in a country that he called his own. I mean, this is a family that lived in Turkey for over 20 years. It's not some guy that wandered into the country six months ago and ends up in prison. Right. Like this is this was his home. It's only miles from his home church where he pastored for two decades. Um we need to continue to pray for him that the diplomatic channels will stay open and that his release can be negotiated. Amen to that. Take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we do not talk politics often, but the the true time we do is our first guest on a Monday. That's straight ahead. Greg Clarkson live from the White House from SRN News.
101.5 WORD. With James McDonald and Walk in the Word. It's a habit we all fall into. We begin to worry over the future, over relationships, over money, over practically everything. It's the rut of anxiety that traps us. But God's Word points to an escape from anxiety to have peace of mind. Ready to break the habit and find freedom from worry? Listen all week long to Walk in the Word with James McDonald. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on 101.5 WORD. Hey, many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and so you know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But... Did you know that they're also now offering the best group health plans in the nation, typical savings up to 40%? Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you choose. Hi, Mark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, Johns Hopkins, because Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you. And Marley's also giving you the power to choose what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Marley Financial a call now, 724-884-1496, and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Oh, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soap Zone, because you love to see them smile. Right now, save up to $10 when you buy tickets at Giant Eagle. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today, get away twice as long for half the price. At Laurelville Christian Retreat Center, enjoy a two-night stay in their single-family cabin in a safe and scenic woodland environment. Just 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, a $250 value. Yours for just $125. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Every Monday we check into the White House with our friend Greg Clugston. Greg is the Salem Radio Network News reporter on the scene at the White House. He's with President Trump on a regular basis. Greg, my friend, how are you, sir? I'm good. Hi, John and Kathy. Always good to talk to you, Greg. Um, I'm here. Okay, so it seems as if, and this is no news to anybody, but it's it was ratcheted up over the weekend, that the president is not happy with the news media. Uh, he said on Twitter over the weekend, uh, when the media driven insane by their Trump derangement syndrome, reveals internal deliberations of our government. It truly puts puts the lives of many, not just journalists, at risk. 
very unpatriotic. Freedom of the press also comes with a responsibility to report the news accurately. 90% of media coverage of my administration is negative, despite the tremendously positive results we are achieving. It's no surprise that confidence in the media is at an all-time low. Your response, Greg? It's interesting because the, the president's tweets on that subject came after he announced also on Twitter that he had had a meeting last week, a private meeting at the White House with the um, uh, the editor of the New York Times, and they discussed this very subject of media criticism, and it was after the president made had disclosed this interview that there was a response from the New York Times editor, and he was saying that he thought it was a cordial conversation, and he expressed his concern to the president directly that he felt like calling the media the enemy of the people, which he has done repeatedly now, um, is, is not just concerning, but also potentially dangerous. And he even went as far as to say news organizations such as the New York Times now are hiring armed guards to stand outside their office doors and things because of the environment that is surrounding uh, the coverage of politics and, and journalism today. And I've said this before on this program, uh, when the president discusses fake news, uh, it, it often, it, it seems to me in my observation, is that it's more of his reflexive reaction to negative or critical stories of him or his administration, um, even if they are not factually false, as he claims they are. But it's also something that has been resonant with uh, his base of supporters. And so he continues to use that term and go after the media this way. Right. I mean, it's interesting that the uh, the publisher of the New York Times... Um, A.G. Salzberger. A.G. Salzberger, right. And this family's owned the New York Times for many generations, that they would go head-to-head. First, they would meet face-to-face, and then they would devolve into a Twitter fight. I mean, Mr. Trump accused the New York Times and other papers of putting lives at risk with irresponsible reporting. This is no small matter, right? I mean, you know, you're talking about armed guards, whether it's outside the New York Times or false reporting or fake news, as President Trump has been saying, when lives hang in the balance? I mean, truth matters, right? Well, it does. And um, thank you for saying that it was the publisher. I, I mistakenly said the editor. He's the publisher of the New York Times. And, you know, these these questions of what is the role, for example, of journalistic news organizations when the there is there is information that is gathered that is 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 secretive. Or, you know, when you're talking about the Pentagon Papers or, or or stories in the past of what is the responsibility of you know the public's need to know versus the government's right to keep some information protected. Right. Those are age-old issues uh, when it comes to you know news organizations reporting on government. Uh, in this particular case, what the New York Times publisher was expressing his concern was was this. Repeated bashing of uh, by the president of the press, and what the publisher of the New York Times felt was putting journalists potentially uh, in danger uh, and ratcheting up uh, an environment and an atmosphere around news gathering. Uh, that, especially looking at it through the lens of the First Amendment, uh, is, is is pretty dangerous to actually describe news reporters as the enemy of the American people. Now, to be fair, however, uh, President Obama basically did that with Fox News. Yeah, there, there are, there is a history, there is a track record of you know shutting down one organization. Um, in, I, I guess in this, in this particular case, 
Donald Trump has taken a, a, a broader brush when he's uh, leveled his criticism, and it was no secret that the Obama White House uh, went out of its way on occasion uh, to denounce and avoid and and all the rest of the Fox News Channel. You go back to the Clinton years; uh, it wasn't the TV as much as it was the radio, and uh, Bill Clinton had a running feud with Rush Limbaugh, right, right. conservative he, voice. Right, I remember when he blamed uh, Rush Limbaugh for the Oklahoma bombing. Oh, that, they had a horrible right. relationship. So, uh, look, this is nothing new in one sense. Um, but when you have uh, the, the the level of rhetoric reach enemy of the people, yeah. uh, look, ISIS, the you know the militant group, they are an enemy of the people and adversaries in foreign governments that want to topple or or go after the United States in very harmful ways they would be considered enemies of the people. But it, it moves into more dangerous territory from this journalist's perspective when reporters are described in the same way. Yes. Now, you add to that the shooting at the Capitol Gazette in Maryland um, within the last month, and that all of a sudden, A.G. Salzberger talking about violence doesn't seem like that's too hard to believe. Well, no, it doesn't. And let me just share a story. I was with uh, the president at his VFW speech last week in Kansas City, and so the uh, the press uh, covering the event was on the floor of the convention hall, right sort of two-thirds of the way back, right next to and amidst the, uh, the VFW audience. And if you remember, part of his speech when he went off on the media last Tuesday um, you know, he said, you can't believe in what you're seeing and hearing in the news media. And he, and he pointed right back at us. Uh, and then all, you know, many of the VFW crowds surrounding us, and they're just sitting just a few feet away, they turn and look at us and point, some were pointing fingers and some were booing, not everybody. Uh, but that was very reminiscent of the Trump rallies when uh, the president does this on a regular basis, where he uh, he ridicules the press and and denounces them, and you have a lot of very angry people in close proximity to the press pen, the location where we're located. But that was the first time that I was in the room, um, you know, under the gun with the finger pointed at us, um, and it was it was very interesting also to note later in the day the VFW organization expressed its disappointment that so many members of the VFW uh, had responded that way toward the media, which they viewed as invited guests. So, Greg, as a reporter with Salem Radio Network News and now on the road with the president himself, feeling this heat for the first time, were you uncomfortable? Did the hair on the back of your neck stand up? What emotionally were you feeling? It, it was uncomfortable. I have to say, though, compared to what a lot of my colleagues have uh, had to deal with at the rallies, and uh, I have not been to uh, recent um, rallies the president has been conducting in person, and he's got two more uh, this week, tomorrow night in Florida and then in uh, Pennsylvania on, t- on Thursday evening. Um, they tend to be, uh, the crowd tends to be a little uh, more aggressive and uh, animated uh, in response to when the president levels his uh, fake news claims. Uh, this crowd, very receptive still and supportive of the president, uh, by and large, the veteran, the military veterans. Sure. Um, they didn't, you know, I, I didn't feel threatened physically, certainly. But there have been past episodes, not only during the campaign, but at some of these rallies during the, the, the president's term in office, when some of my colleagues have felt physically intimidated. Craig Clugston, White House correspondent for SRN News. Yes. All right, let's turn to the postponement of the visit of President Vladimir Putin uh, to visit Washington in the fall. What do you know about that, Greg? 
Well, we did know that just within the last week or two that uh, John Bolton, the national security advisor, was directed by the president to uh, to make an invitation, to give an invitation to Moscow to have Vladimir Putin come as soon as this fall, uh, just a few, you know, just a couple of months after their meeting uh, a few weeks ago. And so there was uh, all kinds of questions uh, about that and the way the president announced that and uh, kind of had everybody scrambling as to <laughs> whether this was actually going to be happening or not. And then what we learned last week, uh, again from the White House and in a, in a short written statement from the press office, was uh, the president decided to go ahead and uh, postpone that invitation until next year, basically sometime in 2019, to have Vladimir Putin come here to Washington. And the reason given by the White House was the belief that the special counsel's Russia investigation would be over by then. The findings would be out. It would be done. And it would be uh, a better situation to have Putin come here. I see. Which I think makes good sense, yes? It does. And, uh, look, the president did, he, he did take a lot of heat for the meeting. What's interesting is there, weren't, there, there, weren't as, there wasn't as much criticism, it seemed, uh, of meeting with, with Putin as it was with his performance at the press conference afterwards when he didn't really take that opportunity to, um, in, in, the, in the view of a lot of critics, uh, you know, stand up and be more forceful when it con- when it came to you know Russia's involvement in the 2016 election and and meddling and interference and all the rest. So the president is still even today uh, in public remarks was saying, look, we uh, he he feels he had a very constructive dialogue with Putin. He wants to c- continue that, but if it makes sense to wait until after the probe is over, and that's assuming that, that the special counsel's investigation will be done next year, you guys. I see. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us live from the White House. So, Greg, today the uh, president was, was with, with um, Italy's prime minister. What's that like when there's a press conference held? I mean, certainly uh, uh, Italy's been a long ally of the United States. Were, were you in attendance? Yeah, here at the White House today, and the Italian Prime Minister is is new to office, and he is he is described as a populist candidate who won mm. his election, and he he sees eye to eye with Donald Trump on a lot of issues, including immigration and border security, and the two talked about being um, locked in lockstep on on some of those some some of those issues, and the president went out of his way to congratulate. Uh, and 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 really extol the ideas that this um, this new prime minister has in terms of of border security and cracking down on Ill- illegal immigration in Italy, as the president is trying to do, and has in some cases done here in the United States. So they seem to have hit it off, at least uh, per- personally, during their first uh, meeting here at the White House. They had met private. Uh, previously on some of these G7 and other international summits. Uh, but this is the first time that he's obviously come here to the White House, and uh, they seem to hit it off. Our time's almost up, Greg. Uh, what do you think? Government shutdown? Will it happen? Well, you never know. That's that's sort of the easy out answer. Uh, what One thing the president said today was he's open and willing to shut the government down if he doesn't get the border security measures that he really wants mm-hmm. from Congress. What he didn't say is whether he'd be willing to do that at the end of September, the budget deadline, one month before the midterms, or if he would wait until after the midterm elections. And that's probably the, the critical part of that uh, equation that we don't have the uh, the answer for yet. I see. Well, uh, President Trump has proven again and again he is no um, ordinary president. He, he just makes his own path. So who's to say what will happen? 
That's right. That's why we uh, we show up for work every day. Yes. Well, Greg, it's always a pleasure. Thanks an awful lot for being with us. Okay, John, Kathy. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Information about Greg and SRN News, wordfm.com or on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Celebrating life's closest relationships is what drives every Trinity Jewelers employee. It's people, not profits, that make life worth celebrating. After 20 years, Trinity Jewelers is still growing, and they have a place for an experienced diamond sales expert to manage their sales team. If working in a caring, friendly environment with a flexible five-day work week sounds better than the pressures of a corporate jewelry sales job, email your resume to trinityjewelers at verizon.net and help them make the next 20 years something to celebrate. Right now. There are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org. Graduation is an exciting time in life, but it can also leave you feeling a little uncertain about what's next. If only your high school diploma came with a career game plan. The good news is Express Employment Professionals is here to help. If you're looking for immediate work, sign up for the Express Jobs app, and you'll be able to apply for a variety of quality jobs quickly and easily. If you want to continue learning and building skills, you can access 18 free CTC courses through their Express Learn program. Learn more today at Express Pro. Or call 412-494-2000. A couple witnesses angels at a dangerous car crash. A man is healed on his deathbed and given another chance to live. Two Christian pastors perform an exorcism on a psychic possessed by demons. A man thought his baby died until the impossible happened. These miracles are true and are chronicled in the first book of a new series, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern Day Miracles. When God Happens is compiled and edited by best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers. Hunt and Myers came together to remind Christians God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has not turned his back on us or left us to our own devices. If you have an exciting miracle you'd like to see shared in the next edition of When God Happens, visit the website at whengodhappens.com. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers' miraculous new book, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern-Day Miracles. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. The Family Fun Expo and back-to-school celebration Saturday, August 18th presents one last time to have fun as a family before the craziness of school kicks in. From 11 to 4 p.m., bring your family to Princecape Arena, formerly South Point Isoplex, and enjoy tons of kids' activities, games, and prizes throughout the day, plus food, entertainment, exhibitors, and more. Visit wordfm.com for more details, family-friendly pricing, and to register. Sponsored by Word FM, Prince Cape Arena, and the Bible Chapel. Mainly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm tonight, although it will be 64. Then tomorrow, we stay mainly cloudy with showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. Watch for flooding and poor drainage areas. The high will be 78. Mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm tomorrow night, low 66. We remain unsettled Wednesday with mainly cloudy skies. And a shower and thunderstorm around high esteemy 80. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait, 101.5 Word FM. Family friendly content. Now, if you watch Netflix, certainly well known for producing their own brand of edgy content. Mm-hmm. I, I'm you have to dig a little deeper to find family family friendly. Well. Is that true? I, I would say so. 
when you okay, dig a little deeper. Uh, I guess depending upon what you would consider dig, yeah, I dig, guess, or what you would consider family friendly. Because right? when, at least for me, whenever I go and you know I log into my Netflix feed, you're getting their original no, you're, content yeah, you're first. Right. You're right, and, and all the, the original content is kind of like HB, HBO content was five years ago. I think it which is. is the edgiest stuff. It's yeah, dark. You're right about that. Right, it's mm-hmm. violent. It's yeah. So, but as you go down deeper into your feed, you'll find family friendly. So, do you have to dig super deep? No, but it's mm-hmm. not at the very top of your feed. Mm-hmm. However, Netflix apparently is making a new commitment to um, what they would say is family-friendly. Uh, represents a significant percentage of the population, they say, the audience, the family-friendly audience. So we're going to go ahead and uh, keep on growing that content, which is good news. I think it's great news. I just think it's funny that that's a news story based uh, – perhaps it's in response to the Michelle Wolf you know, quote-unquote comedy routine she did a couple weeks back where she did her own star-spangled flag-waving drum corps declaration, God bless abortion. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine they took a whole lot of heat for that, as heinous as it was. I can't believe they would not have taken a whole lot of heat for that. I just think it's the indicative of where we live in the media marketplace in the 21st century here in America. No, I think – Don't pass by ever so quickly. No, no. Maybe you and I might have been outraged, but not many people were. okay. That could be true. But I think based on what the Twitter reaction was, I think it was a deluge of negative commentary based on what that, uh, on that clip airing. I guess the proof's in the pudding. And New York, the uh, Netflix trades publicly on the uh, stock, New York Stock Exchange. Right. So did they take a significant hint? hint? Probably th- not. But if they're coming out with family-friendly programming, I think it's probably indicative of negative response to what happened a couple weeks ago that they're saying, hey, now listen, no, we're, we're, so. you know, we're not an enemy to the family. We're trying to like, I just you think know, they're smart business audience. people. Okay. That's what I'd well, say. Well, that's fine. I appreciate smart business people. Smart, smart business people are people who are in the industry without a political edge. What bothers me are people in the political who in the entertainment industry with the political edge. That's what I'm sick of. That and that's what well, I think a lot it? of America's sick of. Yeah. I agree. That's I mean, when I saw the Michelle Wolf thing, I don't even know the name of her show on Netflix. I couldn't care less because I think she's shockingly unfunny. And all she does is try to push the button and push the envelope a little further, right. a little further, a little further. And some people think that that's hilarious. I right. mean, h- how many people were in her studio audience when she was doing her salute to abortion who were just cheering like it was the funniest and greatest thing they'd well, ever seen? Well, you know, you're going to find the audience that, that you want, right? And uh, certainly it's an, an invited audience. Or a, I th- Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm, look, at, I'm just talking all over you because I'm upset. getting so annoyed about yeah. it. No, no problem. I, I agree with you. I mean, this woman, Michelle Wolf, and that, you know, a salute to abortion – which we uh, it was know, just so tasteless. Of, it's heinous, of course. Just it's tasteless. heinous. I don't care even if you are pro-choice. That is tasteless. No, it is. Yeah, um, I find her not funny. A wit of, of humor in mm-hmm. what she presents, and question anyone's funny bone if they consider that to be high comedy. Right. But Netflix is just evening the playing field by spreading themselves around. They're interested in profit. Well, and good. Well, well they should, that, be, well, inter- well, they well, should be interested in profit because if you look at any Pixar movie, look at oh the number gosh. of dollars they're bringing in or any Avengers movie, look at the number of dollars they're bringing in versus some edgy R-rated thing. It's right. just there's a bigger audience for family viewing. Speaking of The Incredibles 2, uh, which we saw together at the drive-in. No, I was not there. Oh, that's right. You did not show up. Oh, our small group went to that. Yeah. And oh, fine. Minus oh, the yeah, Kath. I didn't even notice you weren't there. Minus the Emmons. Kath, it was like you were there, except Sorry. you weren't. So you didn't see it, right? No, I didn't see The Incredibles 2. Okay, so just a quick little thing. Before the movie, there is a, a Pixar short, 
And in the Pixar short, maybe it's like a six or seven minute, you know, um, little cartoon. It's a story of a dumpling told by an Asian mom and the dumpling turns into her child. And something happens, which is shocking and funny at the same time. And I'll leave it at that because yesterday's paper talked about this dumpling scene and how funny and weird it is. And it's the actually the cool thing about it is the little short was produced by an Asian woman, and she talked about growing up and what that was like to eat dumplings and how she took this little dumpling story. It's it's really interesting. So highly recommended. Check out um, Incredibles two and make sure you get there early enough to see the short as well. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Okay. uh, I want to see the dumpling story now. Oh, listen. We're going to talk about Better Angels. Abraham Lincoln and the story of Better Angels. What does that mean? Stay with us. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. The grace of God is sufficient for everything. There's not a single solitary thing that you and I could ever possibly need. The grace of God is not provided. God's love and goodness and mercy and kindness to us. Ready, willing, able, if we will draw upon it. In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. This offer ends August 1st, so don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. This is today's entertainment answer. You love competition reality shows? I know my wife and I are excited about the new NBC show, Making It, which debuts this week and is hosted by Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. The best makers from around the country take on a series of handmade projects they must complete in their own unique way. As the competition goes on, the challenges become increasingly difficult, and the least successful makers is eliminated each week. Making it on NBC. For this entertainment answer, I'm Matt Mungle. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. 
These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Commence Exxon and Mobile Field Test. Scientist observes subject B at station. Subject B earns Exxon and Mobile rewards plus points, points she can use to save on gas, coffee, car washes, and more. Subject B should share the wealth and buy me a coffee. Subject B looks like she's leaving. Subject B hasn't purchased me anything yet. Subject B has left. Hmm. Conclusion. Exxon and Mobile Rewards Plus makes refueling rewarding, and Subject B owes me a coffee. Perhaps a donut. Sign up today at ExxonMobileRewardsPlus.com. Terms and conditions apply. Available at participating Exxon or Mobile branded locations. Kath and I were at an event yesterday talking to a group of people, and we were saying, you know, rarely on our show do we ever talk about politics. Well, here we are Monday. This is our second segment of the week, and we're delving into politics for the second time. Yeah, but hopefully we're attacking it from a different perspective. Attacking? Attacking. What's your verbiage? Because we're attacking politics. We're not attacking each other, Mm -hmm. and that's the important thing to keep in mind. Dr. Tim Uhlhoff is with us. Tim Uhlhoff is professor of communications, Biola University. His latest work is called Winsome Persuasion, Christian Influence in a Post-Christian World. Tim, welcome back, sir. How are you? John and Kathy, great to be back. Doing well. So, you know, we've talked to you for so many years now. I bet it's four or five years, Tim. And one of the things that the three of us keep coming back to is in spite of our differences and in spite of how differently we look at issues or how differently we look at um, current news stories, we have maintained a conversation among the three of us. Um, And your position as a communications professor, I know that your heart's desire is to help college students to foster their own environments where people can have conversations. And now you just spent a weekend with a lot of people who are trying to do that in the current political atmosphere. Tell us about it. Yeah, Kathy, there's so much bad news out there. I mean, we can read it every day. But when the good news happens, we just need to be able to share it with people. So there's an organization that was created called Better Angels. That's actually a quote from an Abraham Lincoln speech, The Better Angels of Our Nature. And it's a group of individuals who feel like we've got to talk about politics. Politics is incredibly important to daily life. And let's do it in a civil way. So this great group, uh, founded by a man named David Blankenhorn, who has worked in Washington for a long time, is made up of reds and blues, of Democrats and Republicans. And so they basically learn how to moderate neighborhood discussions about politics, particularly between Democrats and Republicans. So my friend and I, my co-author of Winsome Persuasion, Rick Langer, we went uh, to Virginia and were trained on how to do these conversations between Democrats and Republicans to help us understand how we are Uh, arrived at conclusions, how to believe the best about each other, how to cultivate common ground. It's a non-Christian group made up of a lot of Christians. So this just um, encourages me to no end that there's a group doing this. And by the way, uh, your listeners can go to USA Today and read about a cover story that was done on them because people are encouraged that we're making some traction in training people to have these good, productive neighborhood conversations. I see. So, Tim, describe for us what happened over the weekend. You registered as a moderate. However, you were assigned a Democrat position. Yeah, this was wild, John. So you had three options, and I put independent. Uh, As your listeners know, I didn't vote for Secretary Clinton nor President Trump. Uh, And so I arrived, but but for some reason they made a mistake, and they gave me a Democrat uh, name tag. Hmm. So I purposely didn't change it. 
I thought, how wild to walk up to people. And, and when you walk up to people at this convention, you immediately look at the, the color of their name tag. Of course, yeah. The placard, you know, red or blue. Who are you? And so I'm blue. And so people walk up to me. And, John, it was fascinating to be judged by what people thought I believed. <laughs> so immediately they think I'm pro-choice. Immediately they think I'm big government. Immediately they think, you know, this, that, and this. And it was so wild to blow their perceptions and to say, no, actually, I'm not that. And actually, I'm not, I'm not this. But to judge a person based on the color of their lanyard, that's a great life lesson that people are so much more complex than their title, evangelical, liberal, conservative, Democrat, Republican. And let's not judge people, but rather get to know them and allow those people to surprise us. I love it. So as the weekend got underway, was there a general uh, a, a beginning of a mixer where people were just kind of hanging out, having a drink or so, and getting to know each other, so to speak? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And everybody was on their best behavior, and everybody <laughs> wanted to get to know each other. And then there were great testimonials. Here's what I took away from the uh, the four-day training. So people, you basically pair up with a person from a different political party to do these neighborhood conversations. So again, no two Democrats are doing it, no two Republicans, but you actually pair up. So he, two people got up, and it just blew my mind. One individual works for Focus on the Family. Whoa. You know, a very conservative group. Yes. And he's paired with a lesbian activist. Wow. And she got up and said this, listen, Focus on the Family has spent millions of dollars to keep me from the right to marry my wife. But they weren't successful. I am married to my wife. And now you're probably asking, how in the world can you share a platform together? And she turned to this individual and said, because we love each other. And we respect each other, and we bitterly wow. disagree with each other. Wow. You could have heard a pin drop. And I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, Biola. Yeah. And I'm thinking, focus on the family. That would have been the last people I would have expected to be here. So I ran up to Good that individual, bought him a cup of coffee, and just said, listen, Great. how does this work? And what does your group, focus on the family, think about you being a part of this? It was a fascinating conversation of what he's had to do to generally love this woman despite some really deep political uh, disagreements. So the love, obviously there's a longer relationship in place. Can you go into that a little deeper? Well, it didn't start with love, right? When these two were no. paired with each other in the same city generally is where this happens, that they just got together and as they got to know each other, both were um, had people try to talk them out of it. Like this lesbian activist said, so I, I said to my friends, yeah, I'm doing this thing with a guy who works for folks on the family. And her friends would grab her and say, listen, you can't associate with that group. You can't be seen with a focus on the family person. And the person working for focus on the family got the same thing. But they said, no, 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 this doing? isn't about same-sex marriage. This is about having good conversations about politics. And I think we can agree on that and do that together. Right. So this is something Kath and I have talked about a lot, and I'm sure with you as well. There is a difference in, you know, talking about ideology as opposed to sitting down and looking someone in the eye and having a conversation. Yes. And looking past the lanyard. Yes. Right. Because right? he wore a lanyard. He could have worn a lanyard that said, focus on the family, home of James Dobson. Right, founder James Dobson, and she could have wore a lanyard that says "lesbian activist," and the two would have never had anything to do with each other. But because the need is so great in our country today to have civil, productive discourse, they said we're going to look past that 
and we're going to see if we can work together. And they have done five neighborhood conversations together, and both can sincerely say we love each other as Americans, even though we have deep disagreements uh, between us. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that is such good I, news. I don't know. I can't. I can't. such good news. I actually can't. I think you might be making it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. I was so encouraged. I couldn't believe it. Tim, about, um, about a month ago in the Washington Post, there was an article written by two researchers from Vanderbilt University, and they had um, they had put together two studies um, that they conducted to determine whether partisans in America are willing to metaphorically dehumanize those from the opposing party. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you can guess what the study's findings are, right, based on just your life and being on Twitter. But this was, this was to me, the highlight of the article. 77% of the respondents rated their political opponents as less evolved than members of their own party. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that says everything, right, is that there right. is, based on that lanyard, based on the red or the blue, 77% of the people that responded to that study said, if you're wearing whatever I am, if you're wearing the other thing, then you are, you're not, Less as, than. You're not as smart, you're yeah. not yep. as educated, you're socially not as experienced, engaged. you're not as socially engaged, you don't care as much, and you're probably not as wise. And it runs across either way, red or blue. Yep. And so here's, here's what I would say as a Christian. And again, you know, I'm with my uh, co-author, who's a Christian, teaches at Biola University, the Biblical Institute of Los Angeles. Here's here's what we can do in that group is to say, I I love you. And it's like, how? What do you mean you love me? I'm 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 anti everything you believe in. I said, no, no, no. I love you as a person made in God's image. I'm called not to tolerate you. I'm called to love you. And I want you to know that I extend to you love that's been given to me by God, and I extend that to you, which means I'm not going to dehumanize you. I'm actually going to humanize you because you're made in the image of the Creator. So I think as Christians, we can stand up and say, listen, this love is not just a rhetorical trick I'm trying to do to soften your defenses. I generally love you. Now, if your listeners are thinking, well, okay, that's not me. I'll confess to you right now on air. That's often not me. But that's when I need to go to the Lord, and I need to say, God, would you, would you cultivate in me the same kind of compassion you had when you stood in front of Jerusalem, wept, and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I would gather you in my arms. So if we don't have this Christ-like love for people, let's stop and ask the really hard question, why don't I have this Christ-like compassion or love? And ask God to give that to us in a way that people will recognize, and that's going to open up some great conversations, I think. From Biola University, Tim Uhlhoff is with us. So then, Tim, is that the question as you would encourage? I mean, we do need to gather. We do need to, to have the rich stew of these conversations. But what is the question that would activate both conservative and liberal to come down together and sit and, and, and look at each other face-to-face? Well, I think the tipping point right, is the fact that we're losing the ability to talk to each other. All of us, are, we've heard study after study. So this Vanderbilt study, Kathy, though I've not heard it, heard of it, does not surprise me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I think all of us have heard these studies, and again, we're, we're seeing what's happening every day in social media. I think there's a group of Americans that are worried that we're losing the ability to talk to each other. So, John, what brings us together is, hey, we've got to start talking to each other. We can't Mm -hmm. keep digging deeper trenches. So let's 
talk to each other. So that's what's bringing us together is, and again, I'm sure there's some people who don't want anything to do with better angels. I don't want anything to do with your evening of getting together with Democrats and Republicans because, quite frankly, I just don't care. Um, so I think, but the people that are concerned, let's bring them together. Now, here's one interesting thing about better angels that they mentioned. It is roughly 70-30 Democrat to Republican. Why is why is that? So Democrats want to talk. Republicans have taken the attitude, yeah, I bet you want to talk to me because you guys lost. Hmm. We won, so I don't need to talk to you guys. You guys are in trouble, not us. We've got the White House. So I do think um, the Reds need to step up and say, hey, regardless of who's in the White House, we as citizens we need to talk, need to, talk right. to each other. We do. Right, right. Now, what's interesting is that, you know you sent us this article from USA Today, Tim. And, and to be honest, reading that article, it had a left-leaning bias. I believe that. Well, and that's one thing they're trying to work on. And David Blankenhorn is left-leaning. Um, so, I, but but again, so here's what we can do. Here, here's what I think happens in America. So I criticize better angels from the outside rather than from the inside. So, so Rick and I have joined this organization and are being trained as moderators. And again, we, want, we, we do recognize that there's a left-leaning tilt to better angels. But as you get um, credibility with them, maybe we can one day sit down with leadership and just say, hey, what are some things we can do to balance mm-hmm. this out even right. better? Let's balance. not throw right. the baby out with the bathwater right. at this point. That's right. really good. Well, and the bottom line is, do we have to be the majority in every group we're in? No, not at all. <laughs> Why but do you we want have to have be the right? Of course, you want to have equal representation, but it doesn't always work that way. No, it doesn't. Hey, Tim, our time is up, and but thanks an awful lot. Keep this up. I mean, this is really valuable work you're doing. You certainly energize the conversation here. We greatly appreciate your time. Hey, thank you. Uh, I'll let you know how our first uh, neighborhood conversation goes. Send yeah, us a yeah. picture. We want to be part of this. Tim Muehlhoff from Biola University. His latest book, Winsome Persuasion. Celebrating life's closest relationships is what drives every Trinity Jewelers employee. It's people, not profits, that make life worth celebrating. I just saved On hundreds August of dollars 10, by switching to Geico. Comedy. I should have done this so years ago. Do you think I'm ridiculous throwing a party for my dog? I would say that bouncy house is over the top. Four lonely strangers will discover that man's best friend... No offense, but is your dog pregnant or just super fat? ...are the best matchmakers. Dogs open their hearts to love and to be loved. This dog has made us a family. Dog Days, in theaters August 10th. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to Geico. I should have done this years ago. Disclaimer, traveling back in time is physically impossible unless you know how to build a functioning time machine. Then by all means, travel 25 years back in time, switch your car insurance to GEICO. You could save a bunch of money. While you're there, please prevent your younger self from wearing that sleeveless tuxedo t-shirt, parachute pants, and glitter high tops to your senior prom. And at long last, rectify this horrible crime against nature. GEICO is absolved of all liability if you destroy the fabric of time and space. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The end of the Washington Post article I cited before uh, by uh, Martyrus and Theodorus, uh, it says this, if we're willing to describe the other side with dehumanizing metaphors, we may be inclined to accept otherwise unacceptable measures to keep them from gaining political power. So basically, that means if I'm willing to dehumanize you, John, because I disagree with you, then the more I demean you verbally, 
the more likely I am to do something that I would think is unacceptable because I think you're so dangerous right. you, you, that I have to keep you out. You point the finger at me as evil, so my goal is to stop evil, and I can justify that pretty easy. I mean, right. Who doesn't I want mean, to stop evil? Exactly. Who doesn't want to stop evil? Who, who doesn't want to be on the side of the angels? So how do you do this? And how do you break you, through the it rhetoric? It calls for wisdom. It does. It calls for wisdom. It calls for we a have, peaceful heart, it does. first of all. It does. And dehumanizing language about the opposition has to be has to be absolutely verboten. Okay, you just so can't do it. You if can't someone do it. It's not good for this. you. It's Sorry. not good for you. If someone arranged a date, Kath, and said, you want to sit down and talk to a room full of people who are not political like you, would you do it? Who are you from a different political party? Yeah. Or a different political perspective. for Just for the purpose of talking? Yes. Sure. Of course I'd do that. I wonder if people – I wonder how many people would – I mean, because this, you know, this thing that Dr. Muehlhoff did, this was sort of a Petri dish. Right. Just to kind of see, kind of dip their toe in right. to see if it would work. But if like, you know, at, at 8 o'clock on Tuesday night, we gather at Starbucks, you know, bring your perspective. I'd do that. Keep your rage at the door. Sure. And join us. Right. How does that work? What does that look like? I'd love to go through this process, even though it would be a little weird and uncomfortable. We need that conversation. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. A man whose wife and two great-grandchildren were killed by the huge wildfire in Redding, California, says he did not receive a warning to evacuate. Ed Bledsoe tells CBS News he didn't know his home was in danger when he left to run an errand on Thursday. He received a call 15 minutes later from his wife telling him to get home. The fire was approaching. Shasta County Sheriff Tom Bosinko says there's an investigation into whether the home received a warning. Apparently, a lot of people have decided it's time for a home makeover. A new report by Harvard's Joint Center for Housing Studies sees a strong home remodeling market through the middle of 2019, a trend that benefits contractors, painters, landscapers who tend to be small businesses. The center forecasts that homeowner spending on improvements and repairs will rise at an annual rate of 7.2% over the next four quarters, up from 6.6% during the previous four, and a lack of inventory could be to blame. The Dow closing down 144. SRN News. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Stop everything you're doing right now and ask yourself, are you currently receiving steady paychecks? What about when you're retired? Will you receive a monthly check to cover your expenses and also have some fun? Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group calls this mailbox money. 
It's the monthly check you'll receive throughout retirement. Kurt wants to help remove stress from your retirement. He doesn't want you to worry about if the money will show up or how much money you'll receive. The only thing Kurt wants you to think about is how to spend it when it arrives. Find out how to get enough money in your mailbox every month when you're retired. Call Kurt Kenodic and the team at Accurate Solutions Group at 412-515-3555 for a complimentary retirement analysis with strategies that could help your nest egg provide you monthly income you'll need in retirement. Call right now, 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, and Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. Mainly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm tonight. Our low will be 64. Then tomorrow we stay mainly cloudy with showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. Watch for flooding and poor drainage areas. The high will be 78. Mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm tomorrow night, low 66. We remain unsettled Wednesday with mainly cloudy skies and a shower and thunderstorm around, high esteemy 80. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait, 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy for Monday, July 30th. On the way this hour, a look back at Friday night's Faith Night at PNC Park. And at 535, a discussion about Adam. Our guest is Father Jason Sharon from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie. And now here they are, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings, good afternoon to the Monday edition of The Ride Home. How do you feel? How's Monday fit for you? Monday fits just fine in the summer. In the summer. Yep. I have no problem with a Monday in the summer. I said that. I started my day sitting on the porch. Do you know why? Because hmm. summer is the greatest season. It is the absolutely best season. On the porch, especially. I'm just, I'm in a better mood. I have a better outlook. Yeah. I'm just a healthier person. I was sitting uh, on the porch in my shorts and t-shirt. Think, <laughs> like, isn't it crazy? When things are perfect, the human head has to screw things up. I'm sitting there going, la, 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 la. And then I thought, you know what? I better buy a heavy-duty hoodie because winter's coming. Well, and I'm thinking – Why would you think that? I don't know because I'm like twi- – I'm, I'm just twisted inside. Mm-hmm. I'm That's thinking, so sad. It's beautiful outside. Yes. And I'm thinking about buying winter clothing. Hey, right? Are you sure you have enough rock salt <laughs> for the driveway? I'm, I'm just probably, wondering. I could probably get rock salt on sale You should think right ahead. Now, you you know? should think ahead. Isn't that weird though? It is. 
Yeah, let's not like devastate our current happiness by okay, worrying sorry. about how horrible February is Run in down. Pittsburgh. Hi, I'm John. I'll head down the black hole with me. <laughs> Neurosis hey, and fear. There was no black hole on Friday night, uh, Faith Night at PNC Park. What a fabulous night. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, let's thank everyone who came by. We gave away 1,000 T-shirts in like 12 minutes. We sure did. <laughs> so uh, thank you to everybody who said hi. We took a lot of pictures, and I'd love to post them, but I'm having a computer problem. Yep. Um, gorgeous evening. The end of the evening was pretty much... I would say the best part of the whole thing. One career walk-off. It was three years ago. And this will do it! How about David Freeze? What a night! Mr. Freeze walks it off the Buckos! Can raise the Jolly Roger! Boom! David Freeze, the old-timer! Very nice. Huh? Oh, here's the... Yeah, that's very... Oh, I just missed it there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, holy heck, five RBIs for the evening. Well, and five RBIs would be impressive, except that those were the only RBIs of the evening. Yeah. So it's even more impressive. All it takes is one guy to get hot and uh, oh. save the team from despair. What a great night. Surely was, Anyway, yeah. and then after that, the Faith Night festivities got underway. Hey, kudos to our friend Joe Klimchak, who just does love. a peerless job as an MC. He surely does. My He's only complaint about Faith Night is that there should be more Joe. I think so, too. I really do. I mean, I just think he's that good. More I think Joe. That, I think that there should be more Joe. I agree. He moves things along with a great aplomb. Yeah. We heard from a lot of players. Uh, we heard from Josh Harrison and Jordy Mercer and Trevor Williams, <laughs> uh, Clint Hurdle, uh, Corey Dickerson. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I forgetting? I just a lot of good, lot, good lot stuff. A lot of players, a lot of coaches, players' wives. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not looking for some player to be you know, the great theologian of our time. Uh, just good to see these guys act as, you know, right. just re- they're just like you and I, regular right. people trying exactly. to make it work. That's exactly. all. Crying out to the Lord. So I hope you enjoyed Faith Night as well. If you yeah. want to see some photos, just hope that I get my computer fixed tomorrow and I can post them. Okay. Keep, right. keep, keep updated for Kathy's uh, computer uh, problems. Uh, all right. So I've got a question for you, John. For me. Yeah, for you personally. And I, I know this is not going to be easy to answer, but okay. this is something that's going around in, in my head Four a lot. Four no, no, Four. I'm not looking for a numerical guess. How far back in our history, especially our online history, um, is a suitable place for an employer to go to fire us from our current position? Yeah. Okay, that, so, so that's the, a weird the new question. Story, the new story came out at the World Series. Um, the reliever was in. I, I can't think of who no, what college his name World is. Series. What do you mean no, World Series? No, I don't mean the World Series. I'm sorry. I mean the All Star game. game. All Star game. So there was a reliever in there, and um, I mean, how long is a reliever in the All Star game? Like six minutes, thirteen like, seconds. <laughs> very, very short time. Uh, anyway, he um, while he was pitching, people were looking into his background on Twitter, and they discovered what he had tweeted seven years previously when he was 17 years old. He had tweeted a bunch of things that are absolutely unacceptable. A lot of them rap lyrics, unacceptable. And Racist, misogynistic, And people were responding on Twitter, how dare he, isn't this appalling, can you believe this guy? Mm -hmm. Now this is all happening real time as he's pitching in the All-Star game. It got so uh, dramatic and emotional online that officials from the ballpark actually had to go down to his parents who were sitting there in his jersey with his name on the back and they gave them shirts to put on so that they would not be the subject of violence that might escalate oh because gosh. of what was going what? on on Twitter. Could you imagine that? The mom and dad sitting there and saying, please cover yeah. up. Uh, now, Twitter's again, exploding. They're going, again, what? What's that mean? Try to think of the short time that that all happened in. Yeah. I mean, it. 
it's crazy. And then we have the story of James Gunn, who is the director of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, now, his story is a little different in that what he was fired for, and he, he was fired from his position as director uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy. The film. The film. His position's different because these are tweets that are from 10 years ago, but he was a fully grown person. I mean, he was in his 40s when he was tweeting yes, these things. Formed and functional. And again, unacceptable tweets. I mean, horrible things he was saying about pedophilia. What? I mean, how do you, what, what do you, what do you why are you even you? tweeting anything that is about or is in reference to, to positive Children's feelings sexual about, abuse? about pedophilia. How is that? He, okay. It's not. So he did that when he was an adult. Okay. Different than the baseball player because the baseball player was 17. But still, it's a common story that what people are tweeting years ago is coming back to bite them. Right. Or behavior that comes back to bite them. I mean, you know, the hashtag Me Too is based upon a lot of that, you know, behavior that happened a decade or two right. ago. Now, here's the thing. I think it's really important to delineate speech from behavior. No so, doubt. so I mean, we have free speech in the nation. Okay, so we have to remember we have that 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 is something that we have to jealously guard. The meet hashtag Me Too movement is behavior. Yes. Okay, so that can be prosecuted criminally. But a lot of guys would say, you know, that was ten years ago, so that's not me now. I'm right, a but different behavior is person. behavior. You did it. You're done. How does that translate or does it translate to what you say? And how far back is too far back? Do you hold a 17-year-old culpable for saying stupid things? What do you think? No. You don't? Because I'm, you think he's too young to know know any better? I mean, he's 17 or 18. It's not a, I'm not trying to give the guy a total pass, but you're an idiot. Most guys are idiots in one form or another or just they're immature. Right. And especially, look, look at the rap culture. And, you know, I mean, the millionaires surrounded by that culture tweeting and saying and singing or rhyming those kind of things. Right. And, you know, you're retweeting them or you're saying them or you're thinking them or you're nodding your head when you're 17, 18, 19, whatever. Uh, personally, I think it's over the top. Do I agree with it? I mean, do I agree with what he's saying? Of course not. But he's a kid. So there has to be some sort of leeway there. Okay. What about James Gunn, director uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy? I'd say you're gone. Seriously, really? you're, you're tweeting about pedophilia? Wait, you're pro-pedophilia? Is that what he's tweeting? I don't know what he's tweeting. But anybody who's even right. talking about pedophilia in any way that has a positive light on it, what, you should you know, be part of a major Hollywood studio's creative arm? I don't think so. Okay, news today breaks that the cast of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy has released a statement in support of director James Gunn, recently fired from helming the third installment in the franchise after offensive tweets he wrote several years ago resurfaced. Yeah. Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillan, Bradley Cooper, Sean Gunn, Vin Diesel, blah, 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 blah. They all signed an open letter addressing the issue calling for Gunn to be reinstated as the film's director. Could they miss him? Quote, we fu- now listen to what they say, though. We fully support James Gunn. We were all shocked by his abrupt firing last week and have intentionally waited these 10 days to respond in order to think, pray, listen, and discuss. Okay. As previously reported, Disney fired Gunn after old tweets in which he made light of issues like rape and pedophilia. Although the director had previously addressed the tweets, he released a second statement apologizing for his remarks and explaining that he tried to be provocative early in his career, but does not stand by any of the remarks he made in the resurfaced tweets. Now back to the back to the uh, statement by Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, uh, etc. Quote. We're not here to defend his jokes of many years ago, but rather to share our experience having spent many years together on set making Guardians. 
The character he has shown in the wake of his firing is consistent with the man he was every day on set, and his apology now and from years ago when first addressing these remarks we believe is from the heart, a heart we all know, trust, and love. The statement went on to highlight the lack of due process he received before his firing, mm-hmm. noting that the political atmosphere in America has brought the world down a unique rabbit hole of sensitivity to past remarks. Yes. Last quote. James is likely not the last good person to be put on trial. Given the growing political divide in this country, it's safe to say instances like this will continue, although we hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob mentality. Well, yeah, but wait what a do second. you say? I don't think this is about politics. It's about aberrant behavior and your approval thereof. This is not about Democrat or Republican or you know, whatever. No, I agree, but I, th- I think – and I. I I don't think it is about Democrat or Republican anyway. I think they're just saying that because things are so amped up in general that everything gets amped up. So it's yeah, not just politics. It's also scrubbing you know, people from the, politi- from, yes. from the public who have something shaky in their past. So this is a unique time in, in, in media world because the internet, what, 15 years old at its oldest, you know, for mass media consumption – so these people who early on were first users of Twitter or whatever where they were expressing these views, now it comes back to bite them. Now, I'm sure with the line in the sand of where we are, anyone who's employed by you know, Corporation X or media outlet Y, they'll look back as part of your job application process. Right, to see what you've been saying. Because you, you, you know, as a director of a multi-multi-hundreds-of-million-dollar major motion picture – you don't want to invest that money. You don't want to lose that money, which is what this franchise is blowing up right now. Will it matter in the end? I don't think so. This will blow over. I mean, what, what's hot right now will disappear in 30 days. That's the weird cycle that we live in right now. Um, these early responders, they are probably, you know, and this is, I'm using this in air quotes. These are first victims, even though they are not necessarily victims. Mm-hmm. They are victims of their own stupidity. You're right. You're right. Uh, Josh Hader, he's the uh, he's the baseball player. Right. He also said, "Look, I didn't mean what I said. Of course you- I should not have said it, and no. I'm sorry that I said." Now, keep in mind. Let me just say this is a parenthetical statement. Why aren't any of the song lyrics, like the people who wrote the song lyrics or recorded them? Why aren't we upset about them? Like he, he's quoting them. Why does nobody care about, about popular music themselves. and looking at the lyrics that are out there? Right. I mean, if we're so willing to, you know, come down on somebody on Twitter for posting lyrics, what about the people that are writing them? That's exactly it. Good grief. I mean, this is just first generation. Okay, but you would stick with the firing of James Gunn from Guardians. I would. Yeah. I because mean, why? Because you feel like he was an adult and he should have known better? Without a doubt. Look, I mean, who jokes about pedophilia? I know. I really? Know. This is a cool funny. thing? No, just, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, and of course, though, America is a, is a land of second chances. So, you know, time will heal this, maybe, and he'll have an opportunity to direct other films in Hollywood. I mean, you don't kill the guy's career okay, but based le- upon okay, this. Okay, but let me bring this up. This is the last part that the Guardian's cast put, and I'm reading this article by Fox News by Tyler McCarthy. James is likely not the last good person to be put on trial. Given the growing political divide, it's safe to say instances like this will continue, although we hope Americans from across the political spectrum can ease up on the character assassinations and stop weaponizing mob mentality. Now, you have to acknowledge that that for sure happens. Mob mentality? Of course. No doubt. 
But again, this is first generation in where now there's this supposed new awareness amongst us all, Mm -hmm. right? That's that's true. It first started with Black Lives Matters and now the hashtag Me Too. And, you know, it's it's a course correction. And Roseanne Barr ended up in there. Right. right. So all this is a course correction as where we are looking at ourselves. So you think maybe... Two years from now, we won't be as concerned about what people have put online? Or you think maybe no. we're just going to be more careful from now on? I think that everyone, If you're smart, you're going to be a heck of a lot more careful. Yeah, because, now. you know, they're telling kids, look, you're going to go for a job interview at some yeah, point soon. Yeah, so you better not tweet out stupid stuff. Right. Present – what? Uh, someone uh, who we follow on Twitter says, you know, when as I tweet, I have my mom on one side, my, one shoulder, my father on the other shoulder, and I, I you know – Tweet accordingly. Mm-hmm. If you don't want your mother to read something mm-hmm. that's stupid or profane, then don't tweet it. And that way you'll be safe. It just takes some common sense, a little bit of wisdom. That's all. Anyway, take a break. Come back. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on 101.5 Word FM. we got a lot more ahead. Oh, we're going to talk about Adam. Adam. The Adam? Uh, Adam. A-D-A-M or A-T-O-M? Adam the man. Okay. The first man. 101.5 WORD. Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chappell. God is promising to you and to me is the reality that we are not simply earthly beings with a heavenly future. We are heavenly beings in an earthly moment. Unlimited grace with Brian Chappell tomorrow afternoon at 1.30 on 101.5 Word FM. WORD. This is Mike Howard for Word FM, here to tell you about an awesome opportunity to attend Teal College in nearby Greenville, Pennsylvania, for an extremely discounted investment, without discounting the educational experience. More on that in a moment. Teal College was founded in 1866 as a co-educational institution in western Pennsylvania. Teal is an independent liberal arts college rooted in the Lutheran tradition, offering distinctive programs in the arts and humanities, social and natural sciences, and professional studies, together with engaging co-curricular and athletic opportunities. Teal College provides an accessible and inclusive learning environment that emphasizes service to society. Teal's residential campus offers a safe and supportive setting in which to grow and learn. Word FM is pleased to offer a tuition voucher to a brand new student at Teal College at half price. Yes, half price. That is almost $15,000 in savings. Call me today, Mike Howard, to find out more. 412-937-1500. That's 412-937-1500. Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. Celebrating life's closest relationships is what drives every Trinity Jewelers employee. It's people, not profits, that make life worth celebrating. After 20 years, Trinity Jewelers is still growing, and they have a place for an experienced diamond sales expert to manage their sales team. If working in a caring, friendly environment with a flexible five-day work week sounds better than the pressures of a corporate jewelry sales job, email your resume to trinityjewelers at verizon.net and help them make the next 20 years something to celebrate. 
Oh yeah, little boop 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 I just think I think it's a little catchy. That's all. Don't you get caught up in the music? You don't get caught up in the music. It makes you look a little dumbfounded. I wasn't caught up like that. <laughs> I was. I'm just be bopping along here. I'm surprised you don't. Get... I was just so shocked by <laughs> Good it. Grief. Good. Oh, I'm scared. No. I'm scared. I'm like Louis Armstrong and no, Ella. You weren't. <laughs> what do you mean I was? You really weren't. You weren't like either one of them. <laughs> not, not even a little. But thanks for trying. I don't care. I don't care. I still felt good. I don't care. <laughs> you were like, what's going on here? Last week's Wall Street Journal. Tell me. Article by Jacob Gallagher. Um, I want to. I want to get your read on this, John. Uh, it starts out saying uh, there's this dude uh, named Travis. Uh, he says one unexpected consequence of him getting married. Wait, is he described as this dude? No, I know. I called him that. <laughs> this dude. This dude. He wears far fewer graphic T-shirts than he used to. Okay. Yeah. After, after he got married. Yeah, he's 29 years old. He's a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, um, he isn't ready to throw all his stuff away. His 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 graphic T-shirts. He said, but it mainly collects dust in the back of his closet, and he's fine with it because, after all, he reasons he's no longer dressing for himself, mm-hmm. but as one half of a pair. Yeah. And given that his wife's style leans heavily toward all black, oh, it's easier, he said, to compliment her look. By not wearing graphic shirts or sticking to similar tones like neutrals, such as black or oh, white. But can you imagine a couple headed down the street and they're both wearing black? No, no. That's what this article is about. This oh, article please. is called When Men Start to Dress Like Their Spouses. I see. Okay. Now, so describe a graphic tee. Okay. Like a, a graphic t-shirt. So it has like a bunch of stuff on it. Yeah. Right? So it's something that's attention grabbing. Something either. No, it just says, it could say Old Navy on it for that matter, right? Because it's, well, it could. it's it got could. a graphic. It could, but there's something that's attention grabbing yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, but he's saying he's not doing that because his wife tends to wear all black, and so he wants to compliment what she's wearing right. by wearing neutral tones. Have you ever worn all black? No, listen. Oh, yeah. I like black. Oh, I do too, yeah. I'm wearing black yeah. today. Black and white. Okay, so now the article goes on to say that what these two people are experiencing is a phenomenon that many couples experience, whether consciously or not, yeah. after they couple up. The co-mingling of styles. Mm-hmm. Like knowing exactly what your partner will say next, you start to intuit your mate's sartorial likes and dislikes, and you may even start to dress in sync. Right. Like when you go to Candywood and you see people, like couples going, wearing t-shirts, say, I'm with stupid, that kind of thing. <laughs> Over which time, is horrible. as you learn to anticipate a spouse's veto or voice of approval, it begins to echo louder and louder in your head. Now, says this guy, his and his wife's styles are merging. Mm-hmm. The most prominent evidence, they say, the pair now have two sets of matching luggage and a collection of tote bags that neither can lay individual claim to. Matching luggage. So uh, tell the story of your first date with your husband and his uh, wardrobe choice. (laughs) And and, and do you now match that wardrobe choice? Do you match that? I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband. First date. He wore a shirt. It was a T-shirt, a white T-shirt. Talk about graphic T-shirt. And it said on it, on the front, elect Leroy Anthony. And on the back, it said, for recording secretary. Nice. That's a good choice for a first date. <laughs> said. Who's Leroy Anthony? Who's Leroy And he said, oh, I don't know. And I said, well, well what do you mean you don't know why, why you were in the shirt? He goes, oh, I just got it free at the post office. <laughs> no, wait. That, that's bad enough. Then he said, 
I got two. One for every day and and another one for dates. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a special. In his mind, it was a special Leroy Elect Anthony. Leroy Anthony. Recording secretary? For recording secretary, mm-hmm. it says on the back. And the, here's, the, here's the tragedy of it all. He still has this T-shirt? I just found it just a couple weeks ago. Did you? Yep. Please tweet that. The well, picture please. of I, I have the I have the I do have the photograph because I sent it on to your you. Phone. Yeah, I have it on what? my phone. I, I will tweet it. Oh, please do. Elect Leroy Anthony for recording secretary. Okay, so your question? No, I don't wear things like that. Of course because you don't. I'm happy to say he has his sartorial likes have been altered. No, no, no. Hopefully, from living with me. What What I see is you, yeah. you dress your husband. I don't dress my husband. No, 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 no. I Look, just when, when I see your husband, yeah. and he's wearing his his hats, mm-hmm. I think Kath bought that hat for her husband. Well, I may have bought the hat. You dress your husband. I'm not really dressing. No, my you husband. are. You are dressing him. Okay, new Mike. Can you weigh in on this, please? Do you have? Are you influenced by how Mrs. New Mike dresses? No. Um, <laughs> however, the weird thing is sometimes. Um, sometimes I'll walk out of the bedroom mm-hmm. wearing um, a specific color, mm-hmm. and I'll see my wife in the kitchen, and we're wearing pretty much the, the exact same, same. Yes, I like that exact same thing. Do you like that? Okay, what do you think the um, reason for that is? I don't know if we're on the same brain brain wavelength. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't get it. But okay. we do it a lot. Hmm. Really, and her grandparents, her grandparents dress like her grandmother dresses. Her husband. Like Raggedy like, Ann and Andy. Pretty much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, John, your personal experience. Uh, no, I would say that as <clears throat> my wife and I met in New York, and you know, in New York City, you develop your own personal style. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you do. But then as we left New York City and mm-hmm. now have been in, you know, back in Pittsburgh for near several decades, uh, our styles have diverged tremendously. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. All right. And is that just because you are doing different things, or? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is mm-hmm. there. I just maybe, okay. maybe because I'm in the public eye a little more. Okay, that could and be. I, and I tend to care a little more. My sons will chalk it up to being surrounded by five sisters. Oh, that could know, be that I have more of that sort of you know flare about me. Sure, I can understand but that. If you look at me today, you wouldn't see any flare going on here. I'm wearing a polo shirt. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of flare. Kind of crazy. Okay, the article in the wall. I'm too busy scatting to worry about yeah. flare. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay, this is what actual scatting sounds like. I was pretty similar to that, wasn't I? Yeah. Ella. No way. Yeah, there, was, there was nothing linking what you did to this. Other than sound, no, wait, that wait. was it. Let's listen to this for a second. Is that fabulous? She was the absolute. Oh my God. She's my single favorite Mine female too. vocalist of all time. Mine too. I just love her so much. And I don't really think there's a close second. I don't. No, I just I love her so much. Hey, uh, speaking of that, I was at the movies last night, and we saw a preview for the new version of A Star is Born. Oh, gosh. Which stars Lady Gaga. Are you kidding me? Lady Gaga as the Judy Garland, Barbara Streisand in A Star is Born. Listen, I have seen that that? movie. I've seen seen the Judy Garland version. I've seen the Barbara Streisand version. I can't stand either one of them. What? The fact that we're going to have a third one, the fact that we're going to have a third one is unbearable. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. The Judy Garland's version is fabulous. 
No, no. And the Chris it Christopherson. It is so depressed. It is so dark. No. It's so self-reflective. It's so like internally. Angst-filled. Exactly. Oh, I can't stand No, no, I like who's, it. Who, who's the guy? Um, I can't remember. Who was the guy in Judy Garland? You know, Bradley Cooper is the guy. Oh, Bradley Cooper. And I like Bradley Cooper. It. He's directing this. And Lady Gaga is, you I know, like Bradley Cooper. Who's the guy with Judy Garland? Chris Christ. Oh, Judy Garland. Uh, boy, that's a good question. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can't believe I, I've me forgotten too. that. James Mason? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't. The Barbra Streisand one was unbearable. No, I, I, oh, I kind of liked it. I just. You know, Chris Christopherson. It's the apps. No, forget it. Okay, we're leaving. How about they did Stars Born like with Louis and Ella? First of all, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> would be cool. It would not have been self-reflective, and I would have loved not it. Taking a break. Come back. Ella. <laughs> My name is Marla, and I am a teacher in a local public school system. My husband and I heard about brain balance. We were a bit skeptical, of course, but we didn't know what to do. When we went to brain balance, they got it. They listened to us from day one. They were asking me questions that our medical provider was not asking us. And this is going to get us somewhere in one place instead of I'm going to have to run to 15 different spots. About four weeks into the brain balance program, my kid could sit on the couch and just breathe. The teachers immediately started noticing that our kids were calmer. As a teacher and a mom, I would say this is one of the most amazing programs I have seen for children. Our lives right now have dramatically changed because of brain balance. My kids, in their own individual ways, received the help that they needed that moved them to a place of balance and harmony. Give your child the foundation they need to succeed in school. Call Brain Balance today and find out how you can change the life of your child and your family. For more information, visit brainbalance.com. If you wear a denture, are you sure your breath is clean and fresh? Try Polydent. It's specifically designed to clean a denture because it's tough on odor-causing bacteria, but gentle on the denture itself. Polydent has a four-in-one cleaning system with four powerful ingredients that work together to deep clean your denture. It kills 99.99% of odor-causing bacteria in laboratory testing and helps to remove stains. Feel confident and clean every day with Polydent. Available at Walmart for a low price every day. Hey, many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. And so you know that at Marley, they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But did you know that now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation, typical savings up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered because they're giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital you choose. You can go to Highmark or UPS. MC or Mayor Clinic or Johns Hopkins or wherever, because Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you and also what's best for your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors without all those usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Marley a call now at 724-884-1496 and find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania, 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. 
Tired of working for everyone else? With Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Pittsburgh, you can be your own boss and own your own business. It's a common dream that too often goes unrealized. As owner of your own commercial cleaning franchise, you can finally take control of your future. Vanguard Cleaning Systems offers you a turnkey opportunity that takes you through everything step by step, from the initial setup, marketing, and even providing you with new customers. Even if you have no experience, Vanguard will equip you to succeed at your own pace. Vanguard's expertise is why they're consistently ranked as a top franchise in Entrepreneur Magazine. Isn't it time you stopped working for everyone else? Discover the daily joy of being your own boss. All it takes is an initial upfront investment as low as $5,000 that will quickly pay for itself with Vanguard's proven model of success. To start your own janitorial business or expand your current one, call Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Western PA, 724-870-4120. The Express Employment professionals team sends a big congratulations to all parents of 2018 graduates. Whether your graduate has a clear vision for the future or is feeling a little uncertain about what's next, the Express Pros are here to help. Their Express Jobs app helps to make applying for jobs easier for those who want to get right to work. And for those who want to continue learning and building skills, their Express Learn program offers 18 CTC courses at no charge. Learn more at ExpressPros.com or call 412-494-2000. The Family Fun Expo and Back to School Celebration Saturday, August 18th presents one last time to have fun as a family before the craziness of school kicks in. From 11 to 4 p.m., bring your family to Princecape Arena, formerly South Point Isoplex and enjoy tons of kids' activities, games, and prizes throughout the day, plus food, entertainment, exhibitors, and more. Visit wordfm.com for more details, family-friendly pricing, and to register. Sponsored by Word FM, Prince Cape Arena, and the Bible Chapel. Mainly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm tonight. Our low will be 64. Then tomorrow, we stay mainly cloudy with showers and a heavy thunderstorm in the afternoon. Watch for flooding and poor drainage areas. The high will be 78. Mostly cloudy with a shower and thunderstorm tomorrow night. Low 66. We remain unsettled Wednesday with mainly cloudy skies and a shower and thunderstorm around. High esteemy 80. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. 101.5 Word FM. Scat free zone. <laughs> no, it's not a scat free zone. As long as someone who is doing it who knows how to do it. Can you scat? Can I scat? Oh, give it a Can shot. You know me. Go of now. course I can't scat. Give it a boop. 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 Give it no, it's seventy-one, and I can't believe you're like a savant when it comes to this. Um, you know uh, what's the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger film? Oh, Pumping Iron. Did you ever see that movie? No, I never saw Pumping oh, Iron, oh, oh, but oh. I feel like I saw every one of his other films. No, no, no. This was a documentary made about the Mister oh, Universe, Universe competition, and that film was so good, and it was so good because of what Arnold Schwarzenegger, the bodybuilder, did in that movie. That it it sort of. Um, it sort of transcended the art house mm. place where it was and went mainstream for a while. And guys who would never go see a you know documentary film, guys who had no interest in that, 
would go see that and go, I can't believe that, that that guy did that to that guy. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger, as a young bodybuilder, he psyched his competition out to the nth degree. He won Mr. Universe based upon, obviously, his physical prowess, but it was his mental ability Is that right? to get under the skin of his competitors that made him the true champion. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's a wonderful film. Highly recommended. Pumping Iron, and I don't even know if it's on you know Netflix or streaming and you know on Amazon Prime. I don't know if you oh, can. That's a good can recommendation. Rent it. Highly recommended. I love Terminator so much. Do you? I and I love less every one of them. Every <laughs> one of them. Really? I love. I have no taste for that. Oh my gosh! None. I love it. Really? Yeah, two that's was my stuff. favorite. But I, now maybe one was my favorite. I don't even know. Mike, are you are you a Terminator fan? Oh yes, definitely. Oh my gosh, I love Terminator. Oh, Predator. Predator's really stupid. I mean, all that stuff. Not. Total They're Recall. Total Recall is kind of fun. I, no. I like Total Recall. I didn't love it, but I liked it. Total Recall is not that great. Well, well, but I really, really love Terminator. Really? I could care less. Really? No. What do you mean you could care less? I could care just, less. It's a spectacular premise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. No, doesn't mean anything. I love Linda Hamilton. How about her doing the pull ups in her jail at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Uh, her jail cell She's at the beginning? Hardcore. Oh, she is hardcore. Man. I love. Man. I'll be back. Uh-huh. I'll be oh. right back. I'll be back. Love it. Yeah. I love Arnold. Um, okay, so Arnold's 71 today. Thank okay, you. on this day in history, uh, July 30th, former Teamsters Union president Jimmy Hoffa reported missing. 1975. Did he, you guess that too? I knew that. Oh. Because I graduated high school in 75. So Jimmy Hoffa <laughs> called, thank you, His Jimmy Hoffa called his wife uh, in the afternoon, I think like, you know, at two o'clock or so and said, hey, I was supposed to meet with a couple of mobsters. They stood me up. <laughs> And then that was the last he was ever heard from again, ever. What? Disappeared. He did. That's the truth. He disappeared into the pantheon of the New Jersey swamp. And so how many how many places have there been where people have said Jimmy Hoffa's buried here? Right. Underneath Giant Stadium is one That's of them. That's the famous place right. where he was, you know, it's supposed to be in the end zone of Giant Stadium. So Jimmy Hoffa was the Teamsters president. He was sentenced to jail time. He, did, he served some jail time. I think for, for tax evasion. Yes, for fraud. And then he came back out of jail and regained his power base. However, the the theory goes that those in power within inside the mob were leery that Jimmy Hoffa would fold and turn against the mob. So he was taken care of. Never found his body. Mm-hmm. His daughter, oddly enough, was a judge. She's a retired judge. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, it would be painful. I would, Jimmy Hoffa, not necessarily the best character. You don't think? Right. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, not, <laughs> not the best character. Wow. He's scatting and he's also saying, like, crazy stuff I'm, like I'm taking that. a stand here. I'm going down a limb, <laughs> you know. But, you know, you live by the sword, you die, you by, die the by the sword. You die by the sword. Right? Yeah. So. And uh, one last bit of good news. Today being. Tell me. National Cheesecake Day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We salute you, cheesecake lovers across the world. I have a friend, Kenny Bolden, makes the best cheesecake I've ever had in my life. I have a sister, Holly Carr, who makes the best cheesecake I've ever had in my entire life. So obviously you're a cheesecake fan? I love, 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 love cheesecake. So if you did not worry about fitting into your pants, that'd be your go-to? I'd probably eat it every day. That's how much I love it. Really? That's my favorite. Oh, it's your favorite favorite dessert. Really? Really? I remember the first time I had cheesecake. Mm. I was was six or seven. I was at the Cheesecake Factory. The Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. Is is the Cheesecake Factory still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On the south side? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're struggling, you know. Yeah, I heard that they're struggling. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I don't really enjoy the food at the Cheesecake Factory. 
But I sure enjoy the cheesecake at really? the Cheesecake Factory. See, I always thought that they made the cheesecake at the local establishment. No, right? probably they not. Don't. It's like Eaton Park. It's shipped yeah, in yeah. from like Passaic. Yeah. But okay. it's still great. It's still no, really it's, good. I oh, my gosh. Fun. I lo- I have fine. had multiple kinds of cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. It's yeah. all excellent. Oh, yeah. However, none of it is as good as my sister's holly cars. Because she makes it with love. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. Next time you go, yeah. red velvet cheesecake. Oh, gosh, really? I bet it's that's good. Okay. Okay. Did you know that cheesecake dates back 4,000 years to ancient Greece? Wow. Uh, what? I wanted you to know that. Holy I was very surprised. I'm glad wow. you, you – yeah. Uh-huh. You're glad what? I'm glad you that you up? were – no, I'm glad that you were surprised by that as well. I, I, am. Like, I was really surprised. But 4,000 years to ancient Greece. Really? Okay. The mm-hmm. ancient Greeks invented cheesecake? Yes. Is that what you're saying? And I bet it was not as good as Holycars. National cheese – do you Just put like fruit it. on your cheesecake? I yeah. like – I feel very strongly about this. I like cherry pie filling. Do you? Yep. I'm not so crazy about oh, it. Oh, I, I mean, love it. I like it. cherry pie filling. Really? Mm-hmm. On the cheesecake. I think I like I a plain. Love it. I just I, want a plain. I like a plain cheesecake with a cherry pie filling on top. Hmm. Okay. How do you feel, Mike? I'm the same way. Is there a cheesecake uh, place in town that is love preferred? It. Do you know? Is anyone special? Because wasn't it Galifty's was like the cheesecake place? Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Cheesecake? Mm-hmm. Is there some place? Um, some- I don't see. I don't usually get cheesecake out very much. I, mean, I don't usually. I mean, I haven't had Wait, a lot of sugar since Easter. Sisters? But I really, yeah, it's really the only place I have it. Really? I mean, it's so. Someone, would someone out there listening tell us the best cheesecake I've had in the city of Pittsburgh is, is at mm-hmm. this place? I'd like to know that. Tell us that, please. We'd like to feature cheesecake. Mm-hmm. And if you bring us a piece of cheesecake. Oh, uh, you're, you're so oh my we're gosh. so much Very happier nice if you would do that. Yes. Speaking of cheesecake, we're going to talk about Adam next. <laughs> I got nothing. That was the worst segue. I got nothing. I'm just going to go there. This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more, so much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services, from web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log on to SalemMedia.com and click the Careers link and search Pittsburgh to apply. Celebrating life's closest relationships is what drives every Trinity Jewelers employee. It's people, not profits, that make life worth celebrating. After 20 years, Trinity Jewelers is still growing, and they have a place for an experienced diamond sales expert to manage their sales team. If working in a caring, friendly environment with a flexible five-day work week sounds better than the pressures of a corporate jewelry sales job, email your resume to trinityjewelers at verizon.net and help them make the next 20 years something to celebrate. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. 
Save up to $18 on select days when you buy online at idlewild.com. You have the Samsung Galaxy S9. You are holding the fastest smartphone in your hands. It's the fastest smartphone in your house, in your workplace, in your city. Which means you can scroll faster, load faster, stream faster, watch faster, and search faster. All because you have the Samsung Galaxy S9. The fastest smartphone ever. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligent Data for February to April 2018 comparing mean download speeds weighted averages on major nationwide carriers 4G LTE network results. Do you feel called to help other people? Grow your career as a licensed professional counselor at Waynesburg University. Waynesburg University is a leader in counselor education with accredited masters and PhD programs. To learn more and grow your career, visit waynesburg.edu. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hey, welcome back. Father Jason Sharon joins us. Father is at Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Jason, always a pleasure to see you. Thank you, John. It's great, great to be here. Thank yeah. you. Now, I was surprised when you said you wanted to talk about Adam. Oh, yeah. Um... I really got into a love of scripture, um, actually after seminary, when I began to read what the early church fathers said about Christ and finding Christ in the Old Testament, and uh, obscure Old Testament passages, and so much of their writings had to do with Adam. And so when, when John said, hey, maybe we could talk about Adam today, my, I just, yeah, the adrenaline started pumping oh, through I can't, the Oh, okay, I can't wait to hear. Well, tell, tell me about your love of Adam. Where'd that come from? Well, or your fascination with Adam? Well, so much of, of Scripture, when you read Scripture uh, in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, it at the surface level, um, it, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But in light of Christ, it becomes extraordinarily interesting. So uh, things we read about, um, uh, like the first Adam, he turned from the Father in the Garden of Eden, and the last Adam, because St. Paul refers to Jesus right, as, as the, the second last, Adam. As the second Adam. Uh, so the second Adam, he turns to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you notice that? So it goes I, through this no, whole I cycle. Not th- I yeah, have not thought closes of it the that circle. Way. You know, and the first Adam uh, was naked and unashamed, right? And the second Adam was naked, but he bore our shame hmm. on the cross. You know the depictions of Christ on the cross with the loincloth and all. That. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not real. He was, he was naked on the cross. They were there to humiliate him, and he was naked. You know, the first Adam's sin brought us thorns. You know, uh, you read that in Genesis three, right? That uh, because of Adam's sin, uh, you know, the earth will bring forth thorns. And Christ, what did he have on his head when he was on crown of thorns? Crown of thorns. You know, um, the uh, the first Adam substituted himself for God. You know, he thought he could have that knowledge, you know, of good and evil, and he substitutes himself for God. And the second Adam was God substituting himself for us. I mean, so you ask the question, and I mean, I could go on all day long with this stuff. It's just so beautiful. You know, uh, the first Adam he sinned at a tree, and the second Adam Mm. bore our sins on. The tree of the cross, as St. Paul calls it. I mean, uh, the first Adam died as a sinner, and the second Adam died for sinners. 
I mean, the early the early Christians, they, they weren't dummies. We're the dummies. Yeah. I mean, because this stuff, I mean, I'm a priest. I've been a priest for 10 years, and some of the stuff I read at the first time, I'm like, how could how I, I not have heard right, of this how, stuff? Right. How, I'm why embarrassed, didn't I you know? Right. And uh, these writers from like the, you know, the, the, the 3rd century, the 4th century, the 5th century, they, they were talking about this to the catechumens, to the early Christians, you know? Yes. Uh, you know, the, the first Adam uh, lost uh, his, his life uh, at the tree, um, lost the tree of life, and the last Adam, the second Adam, he is the tree of life. Hmm. You know, that's so cool. Uh, the first Adam was the head of the old creation. You know, because God placed him in sovereignty over mm-hmm. the animals, and the second Adam is the head of the new creation. Read that in, Gen- in, in Revelation chapter twenty-one. Right, uh, the first Adam was created in God's image, and the second Adam is God's image. <laughs> Philippians chapter two, right? Uh, the first, I'm, I'm, you radio people who listen, you can't see the smile. We're all smiling. Oh. I'm, uh, the, the first Adam was to reign over all the earth, and the second Adam will reign over all the earth forever. Uh, the first Adam was the first husband, and the second Adam will be the ultimate eternal husband. Uh, Ephesians chapter five. Uh, the first Adam was alone and needed a counterpart, and the second Adam is alone and needs a counterpart. The church. Um, the first Adam was seeking a wife. The second Adam is seeking a wife, the church. Uh, the first, this is where it gets really interesting. The first Adam was put to sleep to produce Eve. The second Adam was put to sleep on the tree of life and, and fell into the sleep of death. And he produced his bride from the church. Hmm. You know, the side was pierced yes. and came forth blood and water. Water being baptism and the blood being life of, of uh, the Eucharist. You know, the, the first Adam came out from the ground, and the second Adam fell into the ground in the in sepulcher. In death and burial. But he came out of it. You know? <laughs> um, the, you know, the the first Adam died and returned to the ground. The second Adam died and returned to heaven. Uh, the first Adam's side was opened, as I mentioned. The second Adam's side was also open. Eve was taken out of the first Adam, and the church was taken out of the last Adam. You know, wow. um, and Eve was built with the first Adam's rib, and the church, Christ's bride, was built from uh, the second Adam's life. Uh, I mean, th- this list goes on and on. The first Adam and Eve became one flesh, and the last Adam and Eve will become one spirit. Uh, my my favorite is you know uh, the uh, the first Adam was taken from a virgin earth, you know, until beautiful mm-hmm. untouched earth, yes. and the second Adam was taken Sprung from, from a, virgin. Mm-hmm. a virgin. And uh, interestingly, is that we call Earth, not not in the pagan sense, but we call, often call the Earth Mother Earth, you know, because it gives us life, mm-hmm. things like that. Yes. Uh, so there, there's just so much in there. There sure is. There's so, so much the parallels in there. between the first Adam and the second Adam. What what I'm curious about is that uh, I I, wanna, I wonder about the relationship between God the Father and Adam before Adam sinned. That the purity of that conversation between the two of them and God leaning into Adam, all the gifts that he gave them, the wisdom, the knowledge of all that, and still that wasn't enough. Yeah. yeah. How about the conversation between God and Adam about naming the animals? The, it's always been fascinating to me. Yeah, right. Like what a tremendous... Responsibility. T- and, and joy. And, and a joyful task that yeah. was, and kind of a mysterious thing and a weird job. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and Adam naming the animals. And I wonder as Adam named the animals if he said the animals' names out loud because he was speaking to himself. Mm-hmm. So did it matter that if he said the names, animals' names out loud? It was like loud? if a tree falls in a forest. <laughs> right, exactly. 
right? I mean, that responsibility. Mm -hmm. But I just want that idea of that relationship between God the Father and Adam pre-sin, God's perfect creation. What did that sound like? Well, there there are like three things that happen before, um, you know, in Genesis 2 is Adam and Eve are to rule over the animals, as we were saying. By naming them, you're ruling over them. You have sovereignty and dominion over them. Adam was to obey God. And Adam was to communicate God's will to Eve. Those were the three things that uh, describe their relationship, you know, before mm-hmm. the fall. What's interesting is how that's completely inverted in, in Genesis chapter 3. You know, so animal rules over Eve, and oh. Eve communicates the animal's will to, to Adam, Adam, and together all three defy God. I love this. We need to take a quick break. Uh, Father Jason Sharon's with us from uh, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie. Stick with us. The conversation continues in just a few. Yes. Use your power to cure and pedal with a purpose at Spin for Crohn's and Colitis Cures. Grab some friends to join you for this high-energy indoor cycling event benefiting the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Visit spin4.org to learn more. Save more with Liberty Mutual Insurance. Hey, Todd, Liberty Mutual just saved me $782. $782. Liberty did what? what? Yeah, it's a lot of money. Maybe I should switch to Liberty Mutual. Visit us online to... Hey, stop echoing. Sorry. Visit us online to get a quote and you could save $782. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Based on a recent countrywide new customer survey, coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, Equal Housing Insurer. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping. Like today, get away twice as long for half the price. At Laurelville Christian Retreat Center, enjoy a two-night stay in their single-family cabin in a safe and scenic woodland environment. Just 45 minutes from Pittsburgh, a $250 value. Yours for just $125. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. The subject is Adam. Jason Sharon is with us. Uh, so you said in Genesis 2 that that uh, Adam was supposed to listen to God and then was supposed to transmit God's word to Eve. To communicate. To communicate. God's will, God's to, will Eve, to Eve. And together uh, they were to, to rule over animals. And, and by Genesis 3... I mean that's and that's completely inverted, you know. As, as I just repeat what I said, is that the animals rule over Eve uh, and the serpent, the Nahesh, and uh, uh, Eve communicates the animals' will to Adam, and together all three of them, you know, defy God. Uh, I never thought of it that way before. Yeah, it's completely disordered. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what sin is. It's it's right. it, it's the, the right. author's way of of telling us, you know, with God there's order, and mm-hmm. when we turn against God, it's all inverted and chaotic, you know. Um, another interesting thing I, I learned recently was, uh, you know, the, the meaning of the word Adam, you know, because you, you've probably all heard that Adam in Hebrew, Adam, means is a play on the word earth, uh, red earth, you know, from which he was taken, Adama, right? And so, but it, it goes even deeper than that. I mean, it's just, it's like peeling off layers of, of an onion. Uh, it, so the first man, and that's what the Hebrew word for man is, it's Adam, Adam, taken from the earth, Adama. But what's interesting is that if you take the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, okay, and off, interestingly, Adam's the first, you know, mm-hmm. the first man. So the first letter, Aleph, and it means leader. 
and the, the the picture that is depicted for that in in Hebrew uh, uh, alphabet is the ox because it's the, the leader of beasts and strong. So here you have uh, the first letter is Aleph for the the name Adam, and the second letter is a Dalet, and that is depicted as like a doorway. Okay, and the third letter is Mem. Think of memory. Okay, and the symbol for that is water. So here you have these th- these three letters. Okay, the uh, uh, the first for Adam you have Aleph, Dalet, and Mem. Aleph means leader. Second uh, symbol for that is doorway, and the third uh, symbol for the third letter Mem is water. And you get because water can be the source of life mm-hmm. or death. So he's the leader. That is the doorway to life or and death. I- you know. Wow. Wow. Deep stuff, people. I yeah. mean, God God knows what he's doing. He sure does. There's order there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And we miss understanding Christ fully if we don't read the Old Testament. Exactly. We just miss it. Because tell ourselves short. Yep. Adam was the one who led us through the doorway of death. Mm-hmm. But the second Adam is the one who leads us through the waters of life. Hmm. Father Jason Chiron. Jason, um, it's National Cheesecake Day. Do you like cheesecake? Love it. Do you? Yeah. The best cheesecake you've ever had. Who makes it? Oh, that's a good question. Not sure. Okay. All right. Cheesecake. Okay. I any, said. Any I said. Cheesecake. My, I said any my cheesecake. sister Holly. I agree. You said who? Kenny Bolden. Kenny Bolden. Yeah. Mike, do you have a person? No, no he doesn't have cheesecake a person. He likes factory. all cheesecake. Yeah. And what's the best cheesecake in Pittsburgh? Uh, Galifti's, which has Galifti's come and gone. doesn't exist anymore. No, Someone said the gazebo, which went out of oh, business right, about right. twenty-five years ago. All right. So I don't think we can count that. So cheesecake. Look for us Have on some Facebook. tonight. Yeah, please Salute. do. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.